0: Welcome to The Trap Podcast. I am your host, Bill Botch. The New Jersey Devils playing their first home playoff game since 2018. Tomorrow night, people, I am fired up. This is not just a normal game. I hope all of you are as excited as I am because I have had goosebumps and butterflies and I've been nervous and a pit in my stomach all day long. It's finally come. We have been waiting so long for this, so patiently for this and tomorrow marks the end of a chapter of the Devils being the doormat of the NHL and the window opens for a potential Stanley Cup moving forward i hope everyone is well it is 8:15 on april 17th the Boston Bruins are playing the Florida Panthers. The Carolina Hurricanes are playing the New York Islanders. And yes, your New Jersey Devils are playing their hated rivals, the New York Rangers, tomorrow at the Prudential Center in Newark at 7 p.m. I did a preview show with my, with my dad, the Pickle, on, uh, I guess it was, what, Saturday. And I put it out and a lot, there's just a lot going on in our community right now. And I typically wouldn't just post two different podcasts back to back like this, but just seeing how, you know, excited everybody is about these upcoming games and this potential to actually win a playoff series. Let's be real. It's been 11 years since we've had a chance to win a uh, a playoff series. We had no chance in 2008. I'm 41. I was 30 years old. For many of you, this will be the first real team that you've ever seen play in the playoffs that actually has a chance to win a cup. There's a lot of new Devils fans out there. For them to play against the New York Rangers are you kidding me it makes it that much more special you know you saw all the hype videos online today and some of you guys are really incredible with your work there is some really really good stuff that gets you going chills everywhere you know Devils Rangers playoffs that's what made me fall in love with the sport That's what made me fall in love with this team. 1994. I fell in love with the Devils and we came out on the wrong side of it. But that was one of the best, if not the best playoff series, the best series of hockey I've ever seen in my life. And as soon as the Rangers won that Stanley Cup, I had the mentality where the Devils are gonna win next year And they're going to get right back to it. Unfortunately, there was a lockout. So there was a delayed season. I don't know the average age of the listener of this, but I'm sure many of you didn't get to witness that. Obviously, in 2012, the Henrik Game 6 goal, these are legendary sports moments for the tri-state area, for New Jersey. For all of hockey. We're the last New Jersey team left. I don't think some people realize how big this is for hockey in the tri-state area. If this turns out to be an epic series the way that we know it can be. Jack Hughes versus Kako. You know, Jack Hughes playing against his idol, Patrick Kane. Tarasenko, the power forward that the Devils were looking at. Versus Timo Meyer, Adam Fox and Dougie Hamilton. And Keandre Miller was almost picked by the Devils. There's a lot going on. And if this turns into what it has the potential to be, a six or a seven game series that comes down to the wire every night, there's going to be a lot of new people that end up putting on a pair of skates. A lot of kids that put on a pair of skates. A lot of kids that fall in love with a team and end up passing it down to their kids. You know, my, my old man is trying to get up here from Florida right now, and Florida's going through a rough time with the, with the rain and the flooding down there. And he, his flight got canceled. And there were no flights out of West Palm for like two days. So he was considering driving up. And if you listen to the last podcast, he has like a broken back. Um, but he was able to drive to Jacksonville, fly to Philadelphia, take an Uber, pick up his rental car in Newark. And I talked to him on the way to the airport and he was with my mom. My mom's coming up with him too. And he was like, it's been the worst day ever. He's like, you know i almost got into an argument with a gas station attendant and uh you know we this happened and that happened and i said chill man like if it's that much of a problem to get here don't worry about it it's just a game and about 15 minutes later he texted me it's just a game in question marks and he's right it's like it's it's not just a game it's more than a game it's something that you get to share with your with your family or your friends with a community of people that you don't even know that you instantly become friends with it's bigger than you. And to believe in something that's bigger than you and to see something happen for the first time, like right now the devils are in the best position because they have no pressure on them. The Rangers have the experience. The Rangers went to the Eastern conference finals last year. They went out, they got some wily old veterans that they're hoping can push them over the edge they got some pressure on them. The devils are playing with house money. This is, this is going to be really special and it's going to be even more special because this is just the start of a long, long run of potential playoff rounds that the devils could be winning. You know, one of the things that I thought about doing was, you know, I feel really good going into this series, you know, prior to the Metropolitan Division sorting itself out. I thought to myself, if I got to play anybody, who would I want to play? And winning the division, we would have ended up playing Florida. And I was worried about playing Florida. I don't think we match up as good against Florida as we do against the Rangers. So I thought to myself, why don't i reach out and try to get in touch with who i think are the best creators of rangers content who cover the team and get their opinion on what kind of mismatches they see that favor the rangers to give me a look from a different view so without further ado i'd like to welcome a a new we'll call him a, a frenemy so it's like a friend and an enemy combined to the show our first new york ranger fan um who covers the rangers for the hockey news and um he has his own podcast called the blue crew pod our boy johnny lazarus johnny welcome to the show buddy thanks for having me
1: bill and i gotta say i'm surprised that uh you didn't insult me right off the bat so thanks for that well, that's all going to come in the pre-recording. I figured. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's
0: good. <laughs> we, we do that behind your back.
1: Um, we insult you, but not to your face.
0: <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of cool. I mean, we've been doing this podcast for about a year now, and um, I've been watching the Devils, and the Devils-Ranger rivalry to me is like, it, I'm so passionate about it, and it's like the Giants-Eagles or the Giants-Cowboys rivalry. Uh, the, the Devils and the Rangers, to me, was a big part of my life growing up as a kid because it's what hooked me into hockey in 1994. Despite the Devils losing in the famous Eastern Conference Final Moteau uh, wraparound goal, to me, that was the best hockey that I ever saw in my entire life. So that goes to show you like how I try to be unbiased as much as I can, but that series really transformed the way that I looked at hockey and what hockey meant to me and um what, what you know what is it what is the devil's rangers to you you, gr- you grew up a ranger fan i'm assuming um
1: what is where did this rivalry where does this stand to you so it's actually funny my best friend growing up his entire family were diehard Devil's devil so this was rooted in me like at a pretty young age you know obviously going back to 2006 2008 2012 you know that six-year window where they met three different times and, you know, the Devils got the best of the Rangers in two out of those three. So I've always been losing to the Devils in my childhood, in my life. So, you know, I think this is the year, hopefully, I, you know, I wrote a story about it that we can exercise that Adam Henrique demon. Uh, you know, for me, the Rangers Devils, it, it was always, it's always gone back to Marty Verdure. Um, You know, for whatever reason, Ranger fans have always, I guess, just hated Marty. Uh, you know, I think... A part of my love for hockey comes from the madison square garden chanting marty like that was some of the best shit ever sorry i don't know if i can curse yeah Um, go for it man okay cool i always feel more comfortable when i know i can but you know i I think uh just being a little kid being in this area and the devil's always being good when i was younger it, it didn't really make me hate them i was never much of a you know, I, I think actually the only team I really hated as a kid was the Penguins. Like, you know, Crosby and Malkin were just always winning, and that really just got to me. Uh, and they played the Rangers a lot, too, in the playoffs. But, you know, I think back to my childhood with the Devils. Like, I, I used to go to, like, a Devils practice. Like, I met Sergey Breland when I was, like, 10 years old in the Devils practice locker room. And, like nice. he, the, he was the nicest guy ever. Like, you know, any interaction I've ever had with people in the Devils organization has been, like, super kind. So I played... Uh, you know, I'm getting a little off topic, but I played my senior year of high school for the New Jersey Rockets, which was, like, in the practice facility attached to the potential center. And, like, we'd see Kenny Danico all the time, and, like, he was so nice. Like, you know, all the people in that organization have been great, and that's why I I, I like... You know, I, I'm a diehard Rangers fan for sure, but I'm a bigger hockey fan. You know, okay. I, I just love hockey. Like, Zach Parisi, I loved. Ilya Kovalchuk, I loved. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's not like there's a deep hatred in me, but, man, I think I hate devil's Twitter more than anything. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. that's, that's the main reason why I want to win the, win this series. Not, a, not even just the cup. Like I just am sick and tired of all these devil fans in my mentions when I'm like nice to you guys for the majority, you know, oh, you I count not the devils all the time and everyone just shits on me.
0: Yeah. You can't win. You yeah. can't win. Us so jersey guys, what,
1: are, We're, what we're very, do. yeah, we're very
0: torn. We have, we have, we've had a long, it's been a long go for us. Um, but I tell you what, man, these devil fans are having the time of their life. It's like As they all should. this it's like all this pent up energy and just depress you know, depression for the past decade is finally being it's like they have the chains like let off them and and they're going nuts. There was a there was a straight up mosh pit at the game the other
1: night. Did you see that? I saw like the music thing.
0: Yeah. That, yeah. There that was, video was going everywhere. Yeah. There was a mosh pit at the Prudential Center during the game at one point.
1: Um, during the game? Yeah. That was during the game. That's wild. Also, I will say watching a game at the Prudential Center is like one of my favorite arenas to watch in. Although, when you're sitting up high, it's like the steepest arena ever. Yeah. It's a good place to get knocked
0: down a flight of stairs for sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> So the, the Metro came down right to the wire, and it, it was really exciting. I mean, it was crazy that, you know, between Carolina, uh, the Devils, and the Rangers, it was the last three games of the year to see who was going to take the Metro and what the, what the matchups were going to be in the playoffs. Is there a team that you wanted to see either win or who you wanted to see the Rangers match up against in the playoffs over one another?
1: Yeah, I said it like two months ago that I did not want any part of the Devils. Uh, I was rooting for the Devils to win the Metro once I felt it was somewhat out of reach for the Rangers. I wanted to play Carolina. I think it would have benefited the Rangers to play Carolina, not only just because of the matchup, but I think, you know, had the Rangers had won the first round and then faced the Devils in the second round, they'd just be a much more confident team, much more cohesive team. Like the Rangers still have a lot to figure out in this roster right now. I mean, I know it's similar to last year, but... You know, the power play has got to get itself figured out with Tarasenko and Kane. Like, you know, Tarasenko's still playing on PP2, and I think he should be on PP1. Um, You know, there's still a lot of things that the Rangers need to get in sorts where the Devils have just been riding this high consistently the entire year. You know, I think if the Rangers are out of whack in Game 1 and Game 2, like, you know, this series could get embarrassing, and that's, like, my biggest fear because – you know, a lot of ranger fans that don't watch the devils don't think anything of it but i've watched this devil's team play all season long like i literally had a max bomb bet on the devil's game in edmonton when they came back from down three to one in the third period and won the game oh. regulation like oh i god. tweeted it game. i was like this is a lock oilers are like you know no doubt and then i got my heart ripped out <laughs> and i was like okay this Devils team is legit
0: two goals uh, in seven seconds at the end of that oh game. my god that was horrible that was a horrible. bad way to lose some money man
1: yeah it was, it was rough. And I don't usually like bet big. Like I probably give out like five big bets a year. Right. And that was the first one. And I was like, Oh God. Uh, so yeah, I've watched this devil's team play all year and they're legit. And, uh, you know, the only thing that the question, or the only question mark there is, you know, can Banachek outshine Igor for a consistent four out of seven? So, um, so Yeah. So, so like, not to cut you off, but like, no, no.
0: I, I, I could not agree more. Like, it's so important that the Devils, to me, that the Devils get off to a hot start and don't let Shusterkin get hot. Because yeah. as soon as he, if he comes out and, you know, the Devils get goalied in game one, it could be a completely different series um, because we've seen what he's capable of. It's really, you know, it's not even fair to compare Vanacek to Shusterkin. You're not you're not expecting him to play the same way, but if Shusterkin gets, if if he gets going, it could. and the Devils were to drop game one, the series could, could be completely different than if the Devils were to come out and maybe put up four goals in game one. Or, you know, you have to think they, they have to score at least three if they want to win. Um, I feel like the first game is is really, uh, is going to be a really deciding factor when it comes to how the rest of the series is going to get played out.
1: I completely agree. And, you know, I've been saying it for the last couple of days. I think the Devils come out and win game one. I actually think that they split in New Jersey and they split in New York and it's coming back to New Jersey for a game five to take a 3-2 lead in the series. And that's where I think it goes in the Rangers' favor. Um, but, you know, these are just predictions. Like, there's no stats backing it up, obviously, because the game hasn't been played yet. Um, you know, I, I just think both teams are too good for one team to really take over in the first, like, four games of the series. Right. Um, you know, I think both teams can adjust and, uh, you know, I think the difference really is, like, you know, what I've kind of come to conclusions with is the Rangers can't allow – the Rangers can't play the devil style of hockey because they won't win. That, so the Rangers need to be physical and they need to clog the neutral zone. If they play this running gun offensive chance, you know, I guess uh, each side or, or going back and forth offensively, right? the devils are going to win. So – the Rangers was, are to find a way to clog them up.
0: That's my next question. My next question was, like, do you have any concern about the Devils playing off the rush? Because the Devils' speed has been a problem for the Rangers. You know, the, the Devils took seven of eight points from the Rangers. Two of the games went into overtime. But you could tell that the speed was and, – and I feel like the Rangers, they're not the best at playing away from the puck. So the neutral zone for them was – was pretty open and the devils play with so much speed that they were able to take advantage of that open ice in the neutral zone. Um, you know, obviously I'm thinking that the Rangers are going to want to play heavy. They're going to want to slow the game down and they're going to want to create turnovers in their offensive zone because their game is based upon, um, execution and taking advantage of turnovers. And I mean, they're chalked with snipers who could, who are finishers. Um, But if it gets into, like you say, if it gets into a track meet, I think the Rangers might have a problem with trying to keep up with the Devils' speed.
1: No, I completely agree. Uh, And that's why I think the neutral zone is the biggest impact or effect on this series. Uh, You know, the Rangers got to force the Devils to dump pucks. And listen, I I said it on the last show I was on, but I don't want Jacob Schruber to come out and, like, take Jack Hughes' head off, but he's got to scare (laughs) Hughes and Brad. Yeah. And those two... You know, those two can flat out play and they can wheel around the offensive zone. But, you know, anyone who's played hockey that, you know, has a high level of physicality understands, like, you know, when you're in a playoff series or a battle of any sort and you know guys are coming after you, you're going to think twice before you make a play with the puck. Yeah, it changes the game. I
0: mean, nobody knows better than Devils fans. I mean, we had Scott Stevens who he threw a big hit once in every series that he was in where he smoke somebody coming across center ice or coming in across the blue line with their head down, and it does. It really it tilted the ice big time. And, you know, the one thing it's like Jack Hughes is like 175 pounds soaking wet. If Truba gets a hold of him, he's in big trouble.
1: And I, I don't think Truba is the kind of guy that's going to go after a smaller guy like that, but it, it is the playoffs. Like he's not going to hold he's, up. He's going to
0: do what he has to do to try to win a game
1: exactly he's not but then again like you know jack hughes is so much smaller but like i wouldn't think truba is going to light him up you know i hope not (laughs) yeah i don't know i mean you definitely got to scare the crap out of him a little bit right um what kind of stock
0: do you take in the fact that you know i'm starting to hear a lot of the rangers have more experience the devils don't have experience 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 and it's like you look back to last year and the rangers made it all the way to the eastern conference finals and they really lacked a lot of experience. Uh, you know, what? how much stock do you take in the experience factor when it comes
1: to a team playing in the playoffs and making a run? I take experience in the first two rounds as complete and utter bullshit. Right. Uh, and look at the facts. I mean, look at Nathan McKinnon, nine years. He played, he, was in, he was in the playoffs every year, couldn't get it done. It took him nine years to get it done. Alex Ovechkin, I don't think he won a cup until he was 31 years old. He was in the playoffs every year. What experience do for him? So... You know, I think I, I think that's something that the Devils have an advantage, too, is that there's no pressure on them, and that's what the Rangers had last year. You know, it's just you're going out and playing and enjoying the playoff atmosphere, and uh, the Rangers have all the pressure in the world with their roster right now. So I, I think experience does definitely matter at a certain point in the playoffs, but that's like conference final, Stanley Cup final. Um, you know, we look at Tampa last year, and they just kind of manhandled the Rangers after falling down 2-0, um, and the Rangers just couldn't adjust. So... You know, I think experience had something to do there. But, you know, I, I think the first round, second round experience doesn't really mean all that much. Right.
0: Um, the Rangers power play, I mean, I know you are you mentioned it's kind of struggled and they're trying to, you know, you guys made a couple of acquisitions towards the trade deadline. You obviously went out and got Tarasenko, who is a very Timo meyer like type player, big physical power forward, good shot, likes to shoot first. Um, and then you picked up, obviously, Patty Kane, who kind of reminds me of, uh, you know, he was Jack Hughes's idol growing up in a very similar um, style. Do you, and I, you know, I look at, I look at like your first line. Do you have any concern about maybe the Zibanejad line only playing a few games in the regular season together and running into the playoffs with them?
1: Well, I mean, I think there's no concern with that line as a whole um just because Mika's been so good lately i mean he's got like 12 points in his last 10 games i think leading into playoffs um and he finished with 39 goals this year you know he's one away from 40 crider's been scoring goals as of late um you know I, and that line's pretty interchangeable like they can throw panarin up there or, or tarasenko up there and figure it out but um i i think the rangers second line is super dangerous like i look at trocheck panarin and tarasenko and i'm like who is who is stopping that line in the playoffs like I think the thing about the Rangers roster right now is that when the other teams are looking at, you know, Patrick Kane and Tarasenko on the top the top six, whatever, like think about how much space that opens for Zvanjad, Kreider, Panarin, you know, those three guys like Panarin has been the guy who's had to do it all. He's had to been the playmaker and he's been, you know, he's had a lot of pressure to score goals too. having Tarasenko out there takes so much pressure off of him. I mean, Ranger fans gave him such a hard last year in the playoffs because he wasn't really scoring goals, but. That's not really who he is at heart. He's a playmaker. So having sure. Tarasenko there to feed is so huge. I mean, you know, you, you think back to last year and and the second line was Panarin, Strom, and Kopp. Like, you know, right. nothing – no disrespect to Strom and Kopp. They're good players, but by no means are they Tarasenko and Trocjack. Yeah, and this is why, like, it's good to have a Ranger fan on because,
0: you know, when I look at the second line, I actually – I see a little bit of opportunity for the Devils to where I don't think of – I don't think of Panarin and and um, Tarasenko to be really great defensively or good in the neutral zone. Well, Panarin's and, not. Tarasenko's been decent. Panarin definitely not. Okay. So, yeah, and 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 when I'm and my our second line is a, is a Jack Hughes, Jesper Bratt line, and I'm trying to picture like how is this going to work out? Is are the Devils going to get hemmed in their zone? And is terrasenko going to be able to work the boards and play physical and drive to the net? Or is it going to be the devils are going to use their speed against these guys in the neutral zone and they're going to and they're going to flip it the other way? That's that's going to be a really interesting matchup to see. Along with I, I also I look at the third line matchup as well. Obviously, I think you're I think the kid line has been pretty consistent and they play a good two way game. I think like they're, you know. Kako can play good along the boards. I think Lafreniere plays a good physical two-way game. Um, and I'm curious to see what the matchup between Timo Myers playing on our third line and we have Halla at, at center. Those are two guys that, I mean, we talk about having such a young team. They actually do have some experience. Uh, Boquist, who was a, was a second-round pick, who we, we picked to be an offensive player, Use his speed and whatnot, has had to change his game around in order to stay into the lineup. And he's actually been pretty good. He's good with his stick. He's good in away from the puck and playing good defensively. He's a good four checker. <clears throat> it could be a good battle between those two third lines who are chalked with players who actually probably could be playing in, you know, second line somewhere in a, on on a lot of other teams. What what do yeah. you what do you th- what do you think about the matchup with the kid line?
1: Well, yeah, I don't know how the Devils are going to match it up because the Devils have the last change, obviously, in games One and Game Two on home ice. I, I would, I wouldn't think they're going to go one-one, two-two, three-three, four-four. Right. You know, I, I would think that the Devils are going to want to, you know, keep Jack Hughes away from Truba, keep Jack Hughes away from, you know, maybe the kid line, I guess, because the kid line is probably one of the better defensive lines for the Rangers. Yep. Um, you know, Nika is obviously a really good two-way. I mean, honestly, is a good defender as well. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see how Lindy Ruff decides to go with those matchups. Uh, you know, I think to that same point, I don't want to see Panera and Trocek and Tarasenko line up against the Hughes-Brat line because they're so much faster. Uh, you right. know, Trocek obviously brings a lot of speed to that line, but I wouldn't say Tarasenko and Nortemi Panera are the fastest guys in the NHL. Um, you know, so I, I'm definitely curious to see how that goes. And is the Devils – is is Timo Meyer definitely on the third
0: line? Yeah, he's been playing on the third line, and honestly, it's worked out so much better for him. They tried to jam him in, have him play alongside Hughes and Brat, And honestly, there like wasn't enough puck to go around. Like, he's a guy that you wanna is you're gonna drive your offense through him. He drives a line himself, and there he you could tell like they were just they were trying to move the puck around too much. They bumped him down to the third line, they played him a holla, and they basically like they said, all right, go get him, and he's he was like a dog on it. He had more shots on net. He's driven play a lot better. He's been one of our best players. He plays really physical, too. And the matchups that he's getting playing on the third line are in his favor. Uh, I think that they're going to play him on the third line with Hollow and Boquist. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I saw
1: him on that line, but I didn't know if that was a solidified thing going into the playoffs. Yeah, I would think so. That's where he's looked his best so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, but I'm definitely – uh. Curious to see how these how these matchups go. That's something yeah. I'll be paying attention to very closely. I think in Game One.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the things is this is the special teams, and the the Devils have to make it a point to stay out of the penalty box. I mean, um, the Rangers have a really good power play. Obviously, Zibanejad is amazing on the power play. Um, you know, I wonder if in the playoffs where the refs the refs tend to put the whistle away a little bit, if that benefits the Devils because. Um, you guys have a you guys have a better power play than us. Although our penalty killing is pretty good, and you guys also have a really good penalty kill as well. I think the Devils want to try to keep this five on five. Another another you know part of the game that we saw two of the four games go into overtime this year, and uh, three on three. I believe while it opens up a lot of ice and it it lends itself to speed, I think that you guys are just so good at finishing that it might be beneficial for overtimes to be 5-on-5, just looking at the Devils' analytics compared to the Rangers. Do you have any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, the Devils have been really strong at 5-on-5 all year long. And, uh, you know, that was my main concern for this Rangers team going into the season, honestly, was their 5-on-5. But, you know, I think the 5-on-5 was pretty strong for New York as well. Um, You know, I I think... I I wouldn't say, like, one team has a true edge over the other completely. Like, you know, I, I would say... The Devils are certainly the better five-on-five team. I think they were like what second best in the league at five and five. Yeah, like that. yeah, they were behind Carolina. Yep. Um, but you know the, the Rangers obviously weren't the five and five team we thought they'd be once they got those you know trade deadline acquisitions. But I, I think the playoffs are still just a different story. Yeah, uh, I agree. You know, like like Calgary, one of the better five and five teams also this year, and they didn't even make the playoffs. You know, so um, it, it's really tough to tell. Like to me. Playoffs really comes down to special teams and goaltending. Like, that's what's going to separate everyone. Um, and it's, it's, it's so hard to tell right now because I haven't seen a playoff game yet. Like, you know, I don't know what Cannon Tarasang will look like on this team in the playoffs. Like, I don't know what Jack Hughes looks like in the playoffs. Like, it's really, like, I want to give the best answer possible, but sometimes it's just really hard to tell, like, how these guys react to that atmosphere, you know? So, um, listen, I think the devils are certainly like, like you said before, the better five and five team, but in the playoff atmosphere, will that be the same case? I, I, I truly, yeah, it it,
0: it is. It's a completely different game. It really, it really is. It gets a lot more physical. I feel like open ice is, and you know, is harder to come by and that, that all benefits the Rangers to be honest with you. Um, You know, I I look at your goaltending, like you just brought up and, Shesterkin really scares me. He yeah. he he could be the difference maker. He could single-handedly win you guys the series. Um, and Vanacek has played really well. And Devils fans love Vanacek. It's the first time. We've had such a goalie curse since Brodor has left. And um, for the first time, we have a goaltending that's above league average. But he's not on the same planet as Shesterkin. And I just wonder about... I hope that the Devils can try to get to Shesterkin early and maybe try to get into his head a bit. Um, but if they can't let him get hot. And how, how
1: do you think Shesterkin has looked going into the playoffs down the stretch here? Oh, he's been great. In his last, like, six starts, he had a .939 save percentage, I'm pretty sure. So he's definitely come to form as of late. Um, you know, he's he's had a much better second half than he did first half. And, uh, you know, Igor knows what to expect now in a playoff environment. You know, last year... It was obvious he was pretty rattled when he was in pittsburgh and that was his first real true playoff road environment um but you know this year on the road for the devils you know it's gonna be 50 percent ranger fans probably so you know it's just kind of the way it goes but i think if anything igor will feel much less pressure than vanacek in the series
0: yeah yeah i mean you're going to the games right you're going tuesday and thursday
1: I should be. I'm waiting to find out if I'm officially going. I haven't heard back yet, um, but yeah, I would say I'm like 95% going.
0: Nice. Well, um, if you do go, you should uh, hit me up. And we can grab a beer before the game or, yeah. or you know, catch well, up I'll be
1: working. I'll be working. So I can't really do the beer, but
0: uh, no, nah, oh, no, 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 it's fine. Yeah. Don't worry about it. I'll talk to somebody.
1: <laughs> I don't think the beer would do well with my writing uh, yeah. after the game. That's, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, man. So you've been writing for the hockey news and I see uh, BR open ice and, uh, and you do color commentary for UMass hockey as well, right?
1: Yeah. Just for home games. Uh, I did like five or six this year, hopefully more next year. That was my first year doing that. So um, hopefully get more reps next season. That's
0: awesome. So um, last question, where do, where do you see this series going? Who do you got?
1: How many games? So I have the Rangers in six. Um, You know, but but I'd be lying if I said the devils don't scare the crap out of me. Like it could easily be easily be devils in six. Uh, I don't think it's going to go seven, Um, and and that's just gut feeling. There's no specific reason why, but I feel like if one of these teams does get behind, it's going to be like if there's a three one series lead. Like I don't think either team's coming back from down three one. No, no. You know, it's it's not one of those cases, but yeah, I think Rangers in six. I, I think it's just the physicality. You know of the back end for new york like lingren and truba and nikola uh even miller you can make a case for i think they're just going to beat up on hughes and brad i mean i i hope you know if you if you had to pick one guy that you think is going
0: to be like an unsung hero or a key factor that isn't one of your your main guys um for each team do you have anybody off the top of your head that you you could see being you know playing a really important role in a team winning this series well,
1: I mean, for the Rangers, it's it's Jacob Truba. I don't know if that counts as a non-main guy. No, no, that, that counts. counts. Uh, yeah, f- I mean, for for me, it's Truba. He's just got to set the tone and, and be the physical guy that we need. Um, you know, like I said, he's got to scare Hughes and Brett. Like Like, those are the two difference makers for the Devils, right? Like, right. they drive the play. Um, and then for the Devils, like, you know, I don't know. You, you would know more than I would about being a main guy or not, but I would think it would be like a Dawson Mercer, no? Sure.
0: Yeah, Dawson um, Mercer is like the kind of guy that he looked like he's just built for the
1: playoffs. You're know exactly. I mean? like, in like a Braden point, you know, similar exact, vibe. Um, took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. So I think Dawson Mercer, what do you have? Uh 20, 25, 27 goals. Seven this year? goals. Yeah, 27. Um, you know, he's a guy that just he's he's a guy. I think all 32 teams would want that guy. So um, you know, he, he's the guy I think that could be, and he's he's in the first line now, if I'm not mistaken, right? He is, yeah. He's playing alongside Nico and Tatar. so Yeah, um, so he'll get the reps. He'll get the ice time. I think
0: Mercer can definitely be that difference maker for the Devils. That's awesome, man. This is such an exciting time for for New York, uh, New Jersey metro area hockey between the Islanders making it in two. I mean, I really I can't under or over uh, – I can't, I can't speak enough about how important it is to just gaining new fans and creating, you know, the drama that comes along with Devils, Rangers, and uh, even having the Islanders involved. It's the first time that all three teams have been in the playoffs in, in a long time. So um, I I really ap- appreciate you coming on and and jumping on the podcast for a little bit. Why don't you tell uh, tell everybody where they can catch you at?
1: Yeah, thank you. I mean, this was fun. But uh, you can catch me just, you know, on Twitter at JLazzy23. And I do the blue crew pod. I do the writing for the action news for the Rangers. So uh, all my stuff is pretty much on Twitter and, uh, you know, hope to have a lot more throughout the playoffs. Awesome.
0: Johnny. Well, thank you so much for coming on, buddy. Um, Hopefully I see you in Newark and uh, we'll catch up soon.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Appreciate it. So as you
0: can see, there's a lot of different ways that people can evaluate the talent that's going to be on the ice and then the matchups in this series, you know, He thinks that you have Tarasenko and Panarin playing together and who's going to stop them. And then I look at them and I think that maybe they don't play so great in open ice away from the puck. So there's a lot of different ways to dissect these matchups and we're not going to know until tomorrow. And tomorrow, game one is a big one. Devils fans, you have to come correct. There are going to be a ton of Ranger fans in the building. As always, the scene out in front of the Prudential Center is going to be wild. There is going to be a buzz in the building. The hair on your arm is going to be standing up. People are going to be loud and excited. and Everyone's going to be finishing their checks. And It's like the attention to detail on every single play is going to matter for the first time in forever. I cannot stress enough how big tomorrow night's game is. Anybody that has tickets, you are extremely fortunate. And I want you to hold on to this moment, regardless of what happens, for a long time. Because you never know when something like this is going to happen again. You'd like to think that it's going to happen regularly because the Rangers and the Devils both look like they're the, the class of the Metro along with the Carolina Hurricanes. But you never know. Things happen. People get hurt. People get traded. Things go sideways. But this looks like the matchup that everyone's been waiting for for a decade. And I I am just... I don't know how I'm going to be able to sleep tonight. I just want to... um. I want to thank Johnny Lazarus for, um, for coming on and being a part of the show and dedicating some of his time to us. Thank you very much. Um, and as you can see, um, you know, Devils and Ranger fans can get along. Let's be real. I saw a quote, actually, I was looking at, um, I was looking at the lines today and the lines look like exactly what I would want. You have your top line, which hasn't changed. You have the second line, which has Palat Hughes and, um, And Bratt on it. And then the third line, you have Meyer, Hall of Boquist. And then it looks like Mike McLeod is back, so you're going to have the BMW line back together. I like what they did on defense. They brought Siegenthaler back up to play with Hamilton. Um, Luke Hughes and Smith will be the seventh and eighth defensemen. And you have Ball playing as the sixth defenseman. Uh, It looks like it'll be Vanacek and hopefully Schmid. Um, But there's no way to know until tomorrow but either way i like the lineups from practice today very encouraging i like where uh lindy's head's at it isn't exactly what we saw down the stretch you kind of flip things up a little bit and i'm cool with that because i think that this is the best lineup to put out on the ice for for game one of a series i'm sure you're going to see people that's the whole thing you're going to see some you you may see luke hughes you may see brendan smith Um, you may see a backup goaltender hop into a game like you need depth when it comes to the playoffs. It's going to get real, real interesting tomorrow. I mean, one of the things that everyone keeps talking about that I brought up was is the experience factor. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Lindy Ruff says, yeah, our guys don't have experience, but we're like a bunch of rebels out there he's right this team is a bunch of wild cards who are ready to really make an impression on the nhl and this series is the perfect platform to do it we have devil's hockey in the playoffs tomorrow in Newark from the trap i'm bill bach signing off
1: I search for love And if it expires